my first reaction, I was just really disappointed. At the, the, my first reaction, because you were just, we had just sent you to school. Mm-hmm. You went to school and, you know, you come back, I'm pregnant. And so it was like, oh, wow. And even to, um, to add another layer to it, at that time, me and your mom, we, we were not on really, we were just really not on good terms. Mm-hmm. And when she said that, it just felt like, for me, like, oh, wow. I got to hang in here a little bit longer. Hey there, I'm Ari, your petite but powerful kingdom teaching professor and entrepreneur. I bring the sass, the laughs, and the serious, let's get real and heal moments without any filters. Now meet my mom, Pastor D, the number one dunamis woman leading our Healing For My Soul movement. As a kingdom teaching pastor and life coach, she is unapologetically real, raw, and radical, but she's our rock and the voice of wisdom that we all need. And then there's Allison, fierce yet tender, and the voice for many single mothers. She's the silent heartbeat of our family and will be the first to tell you, yeah, life with these two can be crazy, but I got their back and we're in this together. As a dynamic trio, we spearhead the Healing From My Soul movement, sharing the miraculous healing power of God through our journey, truths, and a little humor as we guide women to pursue healing as a lifestyle so they may experience freedom within their life and legacy. Welcome to another episode here for Healing From My Soul podcast. Um, We are glad to see you, glad to have you with us, glad to share this journey with you. Um, So definitely, what I want you to do is to like, comment, subscribe, share, whatever you got to do to keep on coming in. Um, Because definitely this is something that we are putting our heart on the line for. Um, And then we just want... We just want to go and share each other's stories for healing is a lifestyle. Um, so definitely part of my story today during the process, you know, as y'all know in the previous episodes, I'm really not the rebellion child. But, you know, I am glad I am here to redeem my story. Okay, so during this process, I am going to bring in a special guest. He is like my bonus dad, my second father, and I love him dearly. I call him Papa. Well, actually, my oldest daughter do, but I'm going to go ahead and bring in Mr. Byron Collins. Oh, wow. Thank you. So do you have me to redeem your story? Yes. You are here to redeem me because Ariel just, she she let it know. Let's see how it goes. So... So what first, Byron, what do you remember about me? Wow, that's a real loaded question right there. At the beginning, just very shy, just really, just really to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, To the point I was really, I ain't going to say really, but I was concerned that you were just really just within Mm-hmm. You know, um, in comparison to Ariel, that was just really just out there, social butterfly. And we used to just try to get you to do things. Like, Allison, what you want to do? Allison, what you want to do? I don't know. You want to do this? I don't know. So it used to, it was a, it was a challenge, you know. So that's, that was one stage of you. Uh, you you Tread said lightly. you said yeah. See, Tread lightly. Have me that. You paid me that money. <laughs> <laughs> But as I just started watching you um, going through high school, I saw you struggling socially. You know, I saw, um, you know, the the, uh, the kids picking on you and 
I can remember uh, your mom, I think she probably went up to the school with a bat knowing her and just really <laughs> But that, so those were the, the early years. I just sort of remember that. And um, I just wanted you to just find your voice. I wanted you to find yourself. And because I think, uh, I thought then, and I still think now that, that you have a voice. You have a strong voice. You're very intelligent. You just have to trust yourself. And so that was one of the things that I didn't see. I didn't see you having uh, confidence in yourself mm-hmm. as opposed to your sister. She got way too. I know. That's why her hair be full. So. But, um, I mean, but just watching you, you know, just uh, watching both of you all just start developing and slowly. And it, it, it used to be frustrating because you were coming along way slower than I would have liked, you know, because I just wanted you to, to get it. I want you to, to get whatever it is that you wanted out of life. But I wanted you to go after it. Just just go after it. And just once you find that thing and just, just stick to it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was also going back to what you were saying, that confidence. Mm-hmm. Dealing, coming with two strong women, Ariel and Devetta and me. Um, I mean, I'm not like big on zodiac signs, but I do look at like being an Aquarius and it's known Aquarius are very like awkward anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, stay to myself and all this other stuff. And then coming from two strong women where it's like it's hard for you to find your voice and it's hard for you to speak up. And then not only that, when my mother was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to ask you for no no opinion. I'm not going to ask you for anything. So then when it came to she opened up our home to now we have emotional healing clinics every Saturday. Mm -hmm. We have, you know, all this other stuff. Then we had to transition to another, another home she had. Mm-hmm. You know, and still move. And even every Saturday, it wasn't like I was being rebellion, but it was more so I would stay in the basement and just mind my business. Because I didn't want to. It's not that I judged other women, but I felt like the other women were judging me. So that's why I stayed in the basement a lot. I did not like the healing house at all. Um, because it was my house. And all these women coming in here and messing it up. Mm-mm. No, they had to go, and I didn't. I didn't care for them being there at all. Um, but tell me what you think. Well, um, you said something that that's, that sort of struck with me um, because, in comparison to Ariel and um, and, um, and and your mom, it almost felt like um, it was some jealousy towards Ariel in regards to like mm-hmm. I wish I was I could be like that and and I think you wanted to be but it was just something arresting you from from just being who who you can be yeah. but that's a tough road to be in when you got them two because I was in the house too with them two crazy <laughs> women <clears throat> but to trying to navigate and find your own voice when this everything is already so loud yeah. and you just wonder where do I where do I fit in but you didn't even have to find the place that's the thing you didn't even have to find the place to fit in you was already there. Allison was extremely quiet she was uh, I mean shy bashful just within, you know, as even as a, as a little girl, she was just she was just that way. Um, even in the comforts of our own home, while um, we could be joking around, laughing, giggling, we had to really prod. Alice, come on, come on, join in the fun, and you know. So it took it took some uh, some time, but we finally got her to join in, so to speak. 
You know, you just had to just be you. Mm-hmm. You ain't have to compete with your sister or your or your mom or try to be like them in any type of way because that's. The- and I think the reason why it came to me, and it was in a sense jealousy when it comes to Ario, um, because of the simple facts, and it stems from our father. Because Ariel was the one that was getting praised for everything, you know, and that confidence. Then it was like, Allison, no, nurture her. If she hits you, don't let her, you know, just take it up. My mother was like, she hits you, knock the shit out of her. <laughs> you know what I'm wow, saying? Wow, can we cuss on here? Oh, well, I don't know. That's all I, I need did. to know. I got but- it from here. No. <laughs> Hey, you all, I know you've been enjoying these episodes. I know you've been enjoying this podcast. So what I need you to do, I need you to like, I need you to comment, and most of all, I need you to subscribe. That is going to keep you connected with us. That's going to keep me connected with you. That's going to keep us on the same Healing for My Soul movement. Remember, like, comment, and subscribe. Like, comment, and subscribe. Well, enough of that. Let's get it going, and let's get back to this episode. But my mother was like, just knock her out, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but I don't want to hurt her because my father was like, no, be timid with her, and she's the pretty one. And and that's even, and I told my mother, even um, learning my beauty because it was like she was the pretty one. She was the, you know, so it was all time. I never thought I was really beautiful, so I had to Mm -hmm. shut myself out because... It was Ariel is the golden child. She is it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but and it and even in that, um, just because. Uh, but Ariel bought into it though. She believed. Oh yeah, we so all did. So anybody can just say that you this and that because we were telling you the same things, mm-hmm. but you wasn't receiving it in the same yeah, way no. that that Ariel was. No. We believed in you that you could do whatever it is that you wanted to do. That you you had just as much smarts, you had enough in you to do it. Growing up with my father and now going through this healing journey and understanding, he definitely put a wedge between us. And I'm not going to say he did it on purpose. Um, And I'm not going to say he knew what he was doing. I think it it came very unintentional. So I'm not going to put the blame all on him. But it came very intentional and he did it unknowingly. Our biggest thing... Um, was the crowd you was hanging with. and I wasn't hanging with no crowd. Uh-huh. Oh, I was supposed to redeem you, my bad. Yeah. But the crowd you was hanging with was just really, it, it, they were not helping you to come out uh, of the shell. If anything, it was making you go within even more. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, um, the people that you were hanging with, you know that we didn't care for them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I would hear that door. Allison, where you going? Oh, I ain't going nowhere. Then you come back, you know, who, who knows what time of the night. No, I came in at a Oh, no, I was supposed to be redeeming you. I forget, keep forgetting. Allison was not coming home at a reasonable time. Most of the time, we didn't even know she was gone. Like, where's Allison? Did she come home? Or it'd be like, man, did she leave? And did just not come home? So we ain't know what time. She was going to come and going and coming. <laughs> She was gone. <laughs> but I, I think that um, it was all part of you just trying to find your way. Yeah. You know, and um, because, and the reason why I say that now, because the people that I'm thinking about, you probably don't even have contact with them at this point. No. Because you're on a different path. You, you're finding your own pathway. I think it's pathway. just one person, but no. I just meet myself and my kids. Mm-hmm. I can't say I. 
You sure can't. But, but it's my kids. <laughs> and even during the process of, even during that, when she was doing the emotional healing clinics and we opened Change of Life Ministries and everything like that, even when I got pregnant with Genesis, because um, I got pregnant with her at 19. Mm-hmm. And even though for some people that say, well, you were still old enough. Yeah, I made it because my mama used to tell me, you better not bring no babies here. Until you graduate high school or after. She ain't saving until you well, graduate she ain't no until, high school. <laughs> but I just couldn't get pregnant in high school. So I made it. Yeah, but. A little bit out of high school. Yeah, but. So, but yeah, yeah I got but. pregnant with Genesis. And one of the ladies in the ministry was, she stood up and she told me, Genesis is not meant to be here. She is a mistake. And then. The crazy part about it, when I gave birth, she was right there in the hospital room mm. with me. When the lady said that my daughter is not supposed to be here, it gave me another reason to hate church even more. Um, it gave me another reason to be like, you know what? I'd rather live my life to go through this process um, and not fake the funk like I'm just this goody two-shoes. And... I wouldn't say it made me rebel even more, but it made me strive even more to prove people wrong. But I don't know. Tell me your. Well, f- my first one, um, when your mom told me that you were pregnant. Um, I know. She told me, too. Her relationship <laughs> with God is on point. She told you first. She told you me knew. I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And when she told me, my first reaction, I was just really disappointed at the, the, my first reaction because you were just we had just sent you to school mm-hmm. you went to school and you know you come back I'm pregnant and so it was like oh wow and even to um to add another layer to it at that time me and your mom we we were not on really we were just really not on good terms mm-hmm. and when she said that it just felt like for me like oh wow I got to hang in here a little bit longer. <laughs> Seriously, I'm being 100% real uh, because of the, of the grandbaby. Uh-huh. I got to be here for the for the grandbaby. And um, I don't regret it one day because Genesis, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's my girl, you know. And so, but like I said, so I got, the disappointment lasted very, it was brief. It was just like that first reaction when she told me, like, oh, no, Allison just went to school. I wanted her to, you know, and, and then the, the person <laughs> that that the that donated Genesis, damn, y'all can tell I like this guy a lot, right? But um, I mean, but just even that made it even worse for me because uh-huh. that guy was just you know just not the um, a, a upstanding guy. I knew he wasn't going to be um, the type of father that Genesis needed. In a short phrase. Genesis' father is a, just a manipulator. That's, that's, that's as, as honest and as clean as I can make that one. <laughs> and so that was a whole nother uh, a layer for me. That, that, it, was, it was hard, um, you dealing with that, that dude. Hey, you all. Healing is always needed for the heart of a woman's soul. So that's why I am here to admonish you. Get a copy of the book, Healing the Heart of a Woman's Soul. For over 20 plus years, I have been coaching women to go on their healing journey and walking it out. And you will find this compilation book 
your story, your life, because why? All of us are dealing with pain. So go to www.healingformysoulpodcast.com and get a copy of your book today because one woman's healing is another woman's healing. Now, enough of that. Let's get back to this episode. Why? Because healing is a lifestyle. And from a man's perspective, Mm -hmm. tell me what you thought about him. I think I'm saying it right now. I mean, I know, but I'm talking about like, just seeing that for a, a daughter that you love, yeah, it was. It was go through it, that like experience. It. It, it was. It, I didn't like it at all. I mean, it was. I had to catch myself because I was going to ring that guy neck, and I was like, "Okay, Byron, but you can't go to jail because I ain't no in between." And why you why you didn't like him? Because he was a jolly. Handsome fellow. <laughs> she funny. That guy was a deadbeat. Since you were, since you asking me, I mean, he was he was a pathological liar. Since you asking, am I redeeming you? Does it make you feel redeemed? Yeah, you know. <laughs> but that's why I didn't jolly. like the guy. He just wasn't going. He Baby just daddies. wasn't going to stand. I, I measure. I'm measuring him against me. Mm-hmm. And I ain't saying that I'm the the perfect model, but I know that you got to at least meet some type of standard. And I didn't see him meeting, you know, I just saw him just dragging, just pulling, just dragging and pulling. It was not edifying. He was not trying to be, um, I could could deal with him not treating you right, but at least be, um, you know, a father to your daughter. But Genesis catching the backlash because he mad at you. See, that's, you know, that don't don't fly. I think Genesis brought all of us together um, in a sense. Between mm-hmm. my mother, Ariel, and even describing how do you see Genesis bringing us together when it comes to me and Ariel? I think um, relationship. Well, it was. I think it was hard on Ariel at first because she was at school, mm-hmm. and so she missed a lot of those early days, you know. But um, I can remember, yeah, Genesis. She lit up the house. Mm-hmm. She just lit up the house when she she came in. It was just, um, it was it was one of the best thing. Like you say, it probably was a a, a resurgence that we probably needed because everything was so heavy with everything that was going on in the house, out the ministry stuff and everything else. And then Genesis just sort of just brought a, a calmness. Yeah, in there. and I think also what brought it so difficult for you, it wasn't so much me being rebellious. And I don't know if I can, you know, say Genesis' father's name, but it's not so much me being rebellious, but honestly, he was like the first love of my life in a sense because of what happened with my father. Um, not dis, you know, dismiss anything, but you know, it was like still he kind of was there for me in ways that nobody else was so i would add to that to say that that wasn't healthy because if you're viewing that guy well at that time i'm not saying now no 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 yeah no even that, that's what i'm talking about at that time you were viewing him as um uh, a solid dude yeah. Based off of your own hurt. So you ain't see it clear. No, I didn't so see it any clear. Little I was thing, he, if he just picked up a piece of paper, you probably thought, oh my God. He got me this paper. Oh my paper. God. He picked up that piece of paper. Yeah. Like he bought me McDonald's. Exactly. Like and you he loved seven, me. Yeah. And you were like, you, what? Yeah. And so any little gesture, when a person is, is hurting or, and it's like, uh, 
you haven't eaten. It's like starvation. So as soon yeah. as somebody feeds you just a little bit, you're going to gobble it up and, and go after more and more and more. And so it just became more and more unhealthy. I saw it clear as day. He was, he, he was uh, your dad. But I'm not saying that in a, yeah. a, a glowing way. Yeah, he had parts of um, my dad in him. Yeah. You know. But I'm talking about from a point of view of manipulation, trying to manipulate uh, Genesis, trying to manipulate situations to make it seem like, oh, I'm just trying to be this great dad. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that I'm trying to do. And and from, from a man perspective, you know, give me an example of why it was unhealthy. From a man, because you what you you were not uh, you were not a healed person, and so for me, when a woman is is not uh, healed, they will go from bad to worse. If you're not healed, but if you thought that was a healthy you. situation, that lets me know that there was some healing that needed to to go on, okay. because there's no way with a clear vision you can see that that guy was healthy for you. Uh-huh. You know, so for a man, I can see that. I can see it as 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 my daughter being uh, not being treated the way she's supposed to be treated. Mm-hmm. So it was easy for me to see. Yeah, but even and it it didn't matter how much I would tell you, you couldn't hear it. You couldn't hear anything. So I stopped saying, uh, just like okay, Allison got to get a, she'll figure it out, mm-hmm. one way or the, or the other. But me and your mom telling you, leave this dude alone, leave that guy alone, leave, you know, that was your rebellion. You would not turn away from those things. You just wanted to, and it seemed like the more we told you, the more you went for. Like, we just got to just, just sit back. Hey, sis. So I know you're listening to this powerful episode, but let me tell you, there are so many other women that you need to connect with. And this is why I want to invite you to join our Healing For My Soul community. Yes, other women who are on this healing journey that you can be able to learn from, grow from, share your wounds with, share your wins with as you're on your healing journey. So connect to our community just by texting podcast. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Text podcast to 404-737-0580 and get connected with us and you'll get all the information on how to join our community. Again, that's podcast at 404-737-0580. Now let's get back to the episode. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, you know, um, I think a lot of people always wonder, like, Allison, why did you rebel? Why did you do that? And I think also me being unhealed at that time, I just didn't, I don't know. Well, let me try to give an example of why, because you had asked the question, why did I uh, see um, Genesis' dad as as unhealthy? Um, I can remember him coming to our house, and um, it was really like a supervised visit, because I remember sitting in the kitchen, because I knew he was just up to something. He claimed he just wanted to just see Genesis. I just wanted to see my daughter. Okay, fine. So he's down there in the den with Genesis, but now he's calling for you, Mm -hmm. you know. So I'm like, dude, what you doing? You came here to see, focus on that. And then it started, the conversation just got elevated instantly, just like that, because he wanted to raise up. And so I'm like, well, I'm probably going to jail tonight. But, I, you know, I I didn't. I was just like, dude, you got to go. You just got to go. And so that was just, that's one example, because manipulation is a very strong spirit. And it can just twist things all around. And that's the only thing that he was doing. It was no way um, that he came there genuinely just to see Genesis. Mm -hmm. Because five minutes in, Allison, Allison, 
Like, dude, what you doing? And so that's why I, I intentionally sat there. It was like a supervised visit. And so that's why I just I knew that guy wasn't. I mean, that's just one example. I could, you know, I could list a lot more. Well, you know, so before we close, but I want to know during that transition, because the transition for me when it came to you and my mother, because mm-hmm. I honestly, it was grievous to me, um, even though it, it seemed like I didn't show it. But it was grievous to the point where I was like, okay, well, now what is Genesis going to do? Like, my focus, after I had her, I was just focused on her. Mm-hmm. And then change of life diminished. Well, I didn't say, I wouldn't say diminished, but placed on hold because change of life is coming back. Well, not is. I don't want to tell y'all anything definite. Um, I don't mean that. But I, what I mean coming back is now it's Dudum's Woman, and I feel like it never died. It's just more so that's just on its own transition. Mm-hmm. And... um but when you when you left, I, I, all I could think about is Genesis, because all I know is she loved her papa. Mm-hmm. And yep. even now, she just, papa, I got to call papa. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So how was that transition for you, even leaving? That was the hardest thing that, um, that I, I had to do. And, um, and because of uh, Genesis. Mm-hmm. You know, not, I mean, that's... The main, honestly, that's the main reason. I mean, of course, I love you guys, um, but I had to find uh, my own peace. And so, but it left me, I mean, that thing, that, that thing tore me up for years, you know, because um, I could, it, during that time, it, every time I would talk to Genesis, I would just be crying mm-hmm. because, I mean, that was, I could just remember, that was, she was just, I can remember just holding her almost every, every day before I could even go to bed. Like, I got to hold my Genesis. I come home from work where, where my Genesis at. And it's crazy because that's why I named her Genesis. Mm-hmm. Because new beginnings yeah. for all of us. Yeah. And I remember talking to you about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. she brought that. She brought a new beginning. She, we didn't know it then. You know, we didn't know what all this little girl was just bringing to our life. But it was um, whoever said what they said, Genesis ain't nothing but a blessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Byron, you kind of got choked up talking about oh, Genesis. You, know you ready to take her back to Chicago uh, with you? I ain't get that choked up. Because <laughs> these teenage years, boy. Oh, yeah. Just wait. Just Ooh, wait. She is something be, else. Yeah, it's about to be fine for you. Uh, no, she mm-hmm. is something else. And she's ready to drive. So you got to teach her how to drive, too. Whew. So, yeah, we're in high school. But definitely, I do want to thank everyone who has tuned in. I thank you for watching. I just thank you for just being here, being a part. Um, And I just pray everyone have a blessed day. Thank you. Yeah, so, I mean, like, Genesis is what really brought us all together as a core, as it relates to, you know, a family. But it was a transition, I think, when we all left out of the house, you and my mother transition out, then you all embarked upon your divorce. You know, I transitioned and moved somewhere, and then you transitioned and had to necessarily go live with daddy. And that was when it was really just you and Genesis by yourself. You didn't have mom, you didn't have mommy, you didn't have me, right? Um, And you had that time of just, now I'm really a single mother with my daughter, with my father naturally, again um and although 
Jesus' father was an older man that was like a father figure. I mean, like, what was the reality of what actually happened when you transitioned and had to live and face your father again, separating from not only Jesus' father, but another love that you had? Well, I don't know. I kind of like how Byron said previously. I just, I, I, I blank a lot of stuff out. So when it came to that moving back in with daddy, mm -hmm. I knew that was my father, but it didn't hit me that was my father. You, know you get what you I'm saying? You know a lot of stuff out, though? Yeah. It's because you were angry. Like, you took a lot of your anger out on Genesis. You mm -hmm. took a lot of your anger out. I remember coming in, living with Daddy, and I remember he would piss you off, and you would snatch Genesis. Get your ass over here. And you would throw her in the car, you would slam the door, you would go out in the middle of the night, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this was like something yep. you did at Glenwood. And no one would know where the hell you were. And it was like scary because it was like you would black all the way out. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think that you remember how, I mean, my anger, like you said, at a young age was mm -hmm. subdued, but your anger really, like. It was outwardly. It was outwardly. Mm -hmm. And I think you had a lot of blackout moments that you don't really remember. And that was the thing that, like, you know, her father kind of triggered in you in some areas because it was like, how do you have these hard, angry... I mean, I almost thought to the point that if some listeners are dealing with this where you would think that your child, your daughter, maybe even yourself is about to go to jail mm -hmm. over a man and the anger, and you were just so angry. And I think living with daddy again caused that anger to come out. Yeah, and because he, you know he triggered a lot of that where one, it was more so angry because it's like him not facing and owning the truth of dude, like you weren't in my life. You weren't, you know, at a certain point you weren't in my life. You weren't there. You just, you weren't nowhere to be found. Like, and it's, and then he, and then I guess it, yeah, and I guess it was anger because then he came back like, oh, I've been in your life all this long and this and that. And then trying to disrespect me like I'm a 13-year-old when, like, dude, I got a whole baby over here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I done had sex. I done did everything. And it's like now, and even now, like, he still tries to. Yeah. But I want you to Keep own, me at the like, same age. just for the, I mean, the behind the scenes. But that's what I said. I don't remember the but I, I mean, a lot and, of the anger. And you probably don't. So what was that moment that you were like, okay, I need to heal? Because we couldn't protect Genesis. I, I couldn't let that episode continue to keep going without bringing out the truth of what was really seen behind the scenes. Like, I just couldn't. I had to really bring Allison back into that state because you can black out a lot of different things. And if someone doesn't speak boldly as of what they've seen and bring you back to that perspective, you're not going to remember. And that's a beautiful part of how far she has gotten in her healing journey is because you need to bring that to the forefront so other women can understand what you went through. It was triggering for me because, again, I, uh, from my own personal household, I saw my older sister when she was having uh, kids at a young age and she would just take the frustration out right on the kids. And that's, that's just not a good place to be in. So that, that was real disturbing. And it was even more disturbing that she wasn't seeing it. Like, we were all gone. 
And I think that was like, and I don't know if you want to speak to that, but I feel like mm -hmm. that was the biggest fear was like, we stood in the gap to protect mm -hmm. her from a lot of that anger. Well, I think I can remember you even using those words <laughs> back then mm -hmm. that you, you were really um, trying to um, take Genesis with you. She was with me. Yeah. I mean, she was with me. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you had in this perspective, like, and I'm not saying that you were a bad person, but you had a no. perspective like I was his only single mother. But Genesis was with me mo a lot of times, mm -hmm. a lot of nights. I would go to my my best friend's house and she'd spend the night with me. Because it was like, if I could keep her from out there, you running the streets mm -hmm. and having her in the backseat of your car. Mm -hmm. And you would sometimes be like, hey, I'm gone. Genesis downstairs in the basement. So my biggest fear was when you left, it was like, what the hell is going to happen to this mm -hmm. girl? And, and the anger and the type of men that you probably even had around. I wasn't, I was never worried that Genesis would have the same traumas that we had with our father because her father really wasn't present. Like, you know, Byron said he was manipulative. So he really wasn't as present in her life the way that my father was. But I did not want Genesis to feel the anger and the hurt of what her mother was experiencing. She had such a precious soul and a big mind and a huge imagination that I just didn't want her to be inflicted with that hurt and with that pain. And I just think for the listeners who really, there's so many women that are like you and don't realize how they're putting themselves with that anger and their children in jeopardy, their heart in jeopardy, their mind in jeopardy. Like what was that breaking point for you to say, okay, I need to heal in this area of my life and, and kind of transition out. And I know you can't really remember, but I just want to bring that to you guys because I think there's so many blackout moments that we have and we don't really realize how that's affecting not only our children. Well, but that's the only way anyone can begin the healing process to connect that dot to like, okay, this is what I need to, yeah. this part right here. Yeah. But it's, it's humbling in that because it's not going to look pretty. Right. Because we'll never want to see ourselves like, oh, no, that's not me. But that's that when you soon as you say that, you know, that's the thing that you need to, to go after. Like, oh, no, I ain't prideful. Yeah, you are. Well, whatever it is, you know, that's going that that started you as Ariel uh, started out. What led you to that? What was a, a turning point, so to speak? I think the turning point was when I was living with Diddy and he's my dad is a big dude. And he's tall, and he got a big stomach. <laughs> and I, I don't know what happened. I, I, we were arguing about something because he said something, and I, whatever it was, he just bagged me up in the corner, just spitting and yelling in my face with his finger in my face. And Genesis came down and said something. And then he turned around and yelled at her. And so my thing is, don't yell at my kids. Don't yell at my child. <laughs> like, don't do that. Like, if anybody going to yell at her, it's going to be me. Even though, yeah, it wasn't right, but if anybody going to do something, it's going to be me. Mm -hmm. I even, like, even with you, like, if anybody going to beat my sister ass, it's going to be me. Ain't nobody going to touch her but me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's how it was with Genesis. And then that's when that night, like, I left and I took her and my, I was like, Ma, I'm out of here. I'm not, I don't care if we go to a homeless house, homeless shelter, whatever, I'm out of here. And I think that was more so, okay, I got to start something. And, and then you 
when you were moved, you was like, and you just moved in. And I think a year or two years later, you was like, I'm moving out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, hell no, nah, you ain't leaving me here. And that's when I started the process of moving out and leaving. I mean, even that was a fight to leave. Yeah. You know. And I think just for the listeners out there, you know, that that's a big pivotal moment that I, I feel like a lot of single mothers because you're scared of stepping out and being on your own. You're scared of stepping out and, and being that provider. And, and I, even in coaching some women, I'm like, get your own. Get your own place. Not in a prideful way, but that you can be able to sit with yourself, tend to your own child, tend to who you are. And I think that that was a big growing up mature moment because I came in and I was like, I'm out. I'm giving myself a year and I'm out, right? But I think for you to now say, okay, I'm going to have something and I'm going to get with my child and I'm going to, you know, have a roof over her head and you sit and you have to now deal with self and deal with your seed. You know, I think that that is pivotal. And I think that a lot of times you may wonder, like, how am I going to get out of this situation? But make a decision. Just make Mm. some decisions for your life and take your own power back. And I think that's what you're saying is like that. Big power came over yeah. you, and you had to now say, "Okay, I got to make a decision for my own self." Mm-hmm. So, I just wanted a little behind the scenes. I think it was important, and you was in blackout season mode. <laughs> blackout know. season mode. Yeah, because I don't remember. But like even when he got evicted, just I don't remember that. I would tell Allison all the time: make a decision. Mm-hmm. Just make a decision, and whatever decision you make, and stand on it. Yeah, yeah. Those, it doesn't mean it's right, wrong, or whatever. Just make a decision. But it's it's too much. It was just too much back and forth, uh, one foot in, one foot out. And I think, and I think that's how he. That was a part of, like you said, the manipulation process. Because even, I mean, even now being thirty five, it doesn't. Yeah. It was like you know, are you sure? Like everything I do, it's always a doubt. Like every time I try to step out, are you sure? Do you want to do that? You know, well, and with, even coming with down that, here, it's um, as you as you begin to just learn and, and mature, it's some things you just don't share with folk. Correct. Mm-hmm. and that's what I'm learning. Like yeah, everything we, you yeah. don't mm-hmm. say and stuff like that. You already you just know go, what you're gonna get from now. Yeah, you just gonna you know? find out, and that's where I'm at. And then when I do that, sometimes I got a lot of backlash. You just stubborn because people are not gonna want you to make a decision. Even Jesus' father didn't want you to make decisions. To be honest, and so. You know, listening, you guys just got to make a decision. And we're going to say that to the audience <laughs> together, okay? So let's just tell them to make a decision. Y'all ready? Yeah. Yes. Make, make a decision. A decision. Is right. it make a decision? Make a decision. Decide. Make a decision. Decide what you're going to do. <laughs> and heal. That's what you need to do. And do it. Yes. <laughs>